from KQED. Have you ever been in a long-distance relationship? I have. I, uh, with my current husband, I mean, it was just Los Angeles to San Francisco. We used the phone a lot. This was before FaceTime and, and Skype got really big. I could get in the car or on a plane and just come up here any to San Francisco any time. But, but the separation, I think I, I felt that kind of separation um, in my life. And you have a yearning that kind of burns in you. I used to look forward to the weekends so that we could wake up together. It's, it is those little moments when you're with somebody that uh, you savor and that are very sweet. Late at night in the early morning, I'm Rachel Myra. And I'm Polly Stryker. And this is Love in the Digital Age. Today, a story about a long-distance relationship kept alive by technology. We have a story here about a couple that is separated essentially by U.S. immigration law. You'll hear the details uh, in what's to come, but... How did you find this couple? So I wrote an article about a movie called Sin Visa. I just happened upon it, and it's about living in California, in San Jose, undocumented. One of the questions I asked the director and the writer, I said, you know, is anyone living this kind of story in their real lives? Jorge and Magda, the couple you're about to hear from, are two faces of U.S. immigration policy, no matter what you think about it. In 1996, immigration law changed. And uh, if you overstayed a visa, you the consequences for doing that really changed. And it affected many people, millions of people. And they are but two faces of the fallout of this. And they're suffering the consequences of now trying to do the right thing with her leaving the country for 10 years. After roughly two decades of marriage, Jorge Ariola of San Jose and his wife Maria Magdalena Ortega Delgado, or Magda as everyone calls her, have more or less been forcibly separated from one another. It could be devastating. It is devastating. But they've used this opportunity to create a third country of the heart online. Half of myself is over there and half of herself is over here with me. She had to leave the country for 10 years for overstaying her visa. She won't be able to come back until uh, 2022. She's been there three years, and she has seven more years to go. You can get to a depression by just thinking over and over and over about the same thing. So Magda could have been arrested and deported, but she decided to leave voluntarily. So she went back to the village where she grew up, where she still has relatives. And now she and Jorge stay in touch with FaceTime. Uh, we call them Margaritas. It's like a small, small village. It's like a probably 3,000 uh, people living here. Very uh, simple people, but with a very warm and big heart. <laughs> You're welcome to come anytime if you want to. So, Polly, you spent time with Jorge and Magda in this virtual space. 
Did they ever get to the question of what Magda was doing in the U.S. illegally? She'd come to see her father a couple of times. He was here legally with papers. And right when she was around 20, she came again, and she came on a tourist visa, and she stayed. Overstayed? Yeah. She thought she could be part of her family's immigration package, but when she married Jorge, that changed her status in the eyes of the immigration authorities because she was no longer a child and she couldn't be part of her family's immigration package anymore. And Even though he's a U.S. citizen? He's a U.S. citizen, and they tried for years to adjust her status. They thought they could, but ultimately they couldn't. How often is he visiting Magda and Margaritas? They see each other every few months, and... You know, it's not all sadness. They managed to have some fun. He loves movies. I'm not very into um, science fiction thing. He loves science fiction. But, well, we take a turn. Sometimes I watch his movies. Sometimes I watch my movie. Even though sometimes I get asleep, but I, I'm there with him. You watch that? <laughs> <laughs> he writes little poems for her. He sends songs to her. They're texting each other. You know, they talk about little stuff, their families. It's all the stuff of a marriage, like how's the dog doing, how's the garden growing, even the new gate. I haven't seen the fence, the, the gate. I haven't seen it. Oh, you want to see that? Yeah. Okay. Let's see if I don't get disconnected, okay? I took my iPad and I go around the town and show the conditions for us and share with, not only with him, with all the rest of my family. Like right now, uh, some of the trees are blooming and they have a little fruits. And I say, I saw him. Look at, look at what I'm eating. You know, the people is passing by. I said, look at, say hi to my husband. And, oh, your husband, hi, how are you doing? Jorge's in a rondallas group. It's a Spanish guitar group. And he sings and records songs for Magda's birthday and sends them to her. There's a song called Yolanda, famously sung by Cuban singer-songwriter Pablo Milanes. It was played at their wedding 21 years ago. Jorge just move to Mexico or, or move to San Diego so he could be closer to Magda. So Jorge has a well-paying job at a company in Silicon Valley. He works as an equipment engineer there. And he says, you know, if he went to Mexico, he'd be fixing computers in a corner store and making cents on the dollar. And, you know, there is another reason. They have godchildren here, a couple goddaughters, a godson. They're young. And Jorge and Magda are very close to them. And Jorge's torn. His life is here, and so was hers. Their house was the gathering place for the family during the holidays. Our house is, it was like a, like a grandma's house, because I'm the oldest in my family, so all my sisters and brothers, we get together for the feast, for everything, for the holidays. Last year, I was in charge to do the blessing during the Thanksgiving and Christmas and all those kind of things. And they called me, and I used the iPad, and I was able to see each other and see all the food, and I sent my bless and for the food. 
Papá Dios, gracias por esta, esta comida. Te pido que bendigas a mi familia, a toda la gente que está aquí. Dales pan a los que tienen hambre, hambre a los que tienen pan. Y te pido por todos los que hacen posible que llegue esta comida a esta mesa. Amén. I wonder whether their distress has drawn them closer together. They're, they can't take each other for granted. I don't think either one of them would ever have wanted this. What a terrible situation to be in. But in a, in a way, this has made them rededicate themselves to one another. They can't get angry, you know, for a couple days, like sometimes other couples do. They don't have that luxury. Our souls are together. And I know when you are sick, I can feel that. I know when you are sad, I can feel that too. And I know that you do the same thing. And, um, and I just want to tell you that it is not easy. During the day, I can smile, I can talk to people, I can do my dance and everything. But uh, when the darkest come and I have to go to my room, this is the hardest part. The hardest part because there's nobody, nobody, nobody there. I felt like I was in the room with her after a while. It's interesting. We kind of forgot because we were all talking so deeply, and yet we weren't. She was just on a flat screen, um, and... It really, it's really jarring when they say goodbye because you say bye and it gets switched off and you're like, oh, the person's gone. I'm going to go play soccer tonight. Okay. Okay. I love you, Mama. Bye. I see you. I love you too, Papa. Bye. Bye. Have a nice day. You too. These guys really seem to love each other in such a deep and simple way. I have such respect for them. Well, I'd like to go to Guadalajara and visit them. <laughs> Take Maybe Magda. we can make that happen. Yes, note, note to the producers at KQED, <laughs> our <laughs> bosses. Yeah. Take Magda up on her offer. Yes, uh, there could be a flight in our future. Stay tuned for season two. Guys, for there to be a season two of Love in the Digital Age, we need your stories. Write to us. I mean, if you have a story about how technology has affected your relationships, we'd like to hear it. So send us an email. Love in the Digital Age at kqed.org. And for that matter, for these stories to continue, we need you to subscribe on iTunes and leave a review. Let us know what you think. Kudos, slams will take it all. Just put something down. Thank you. Well, this is the point in the podcast where we thank the people who have made Love in the Digital Age possible, starting with KQED, our home station here in San Francisco. Special thanks to our engineer, Danny Bringer, our senior producer, Victoria Malion, and our executive producer, Holly Kernan. If I realize there's no magic in the air, if I recognize there's no flowers in your hair, if I take for granted this torrid love affair, shoot me down. Second 
chance We'll be afraid to say goodbye If ever we're together And there's no explosions in the sky Shoot me down